Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. God is still on the throne, and prayer changes things. Today, Von Schatzer will begin a brand new series looking at the history of American education, and Pastor Larry will answer a question about punishment for sin. This Saturday, Southwest Radio Ministries will be in Des Moines, Iowa, for a special one-day prophecy conference. You, my friends, are invited to come hear Michael Hoggard reveal Vatican secrets. Micah Van Hus will examine the earth as it was. Larry Stamm and Josh Davis will look at the Jewish roots of Christianity and expose the fake Jesus. And for the first time, Clayton Van Hus will present the Bible prophecy concerning the star and a scepter. Make plans to join us this Saturday for a full day of insight, information, and encouragement. Des Moines, Iowa Prophecy Conference this Saturday. Doors open at 8 a.m. For the complete list of speakers, topics, and to register, visit the events page of our website, swrc.com. That's swrc.com. Or you can just give us a call, 1-800-652-1144. Von Schatzer comes now, ready to tell you the history of American education, from Harvard scholars to worker bees of the New World Order. Our guest for this program and the next is Von Schatzer. You know, friends, we went from the world's premier educational system for hundreds of years to the most dismal dumbing down of a great system. It's a tragedy. And America is suffering right now. It's a, it's a tragedy to say. To say the least, when I think of the effects of our educational system on voting, on what's happening on the streets, the crime, the craziness, wow, you need to hear this program. And Vaughn has written an excellent book that is very helpful. It's full title, History of American Education from Harvard Scholars to Worker Bees of a New World Order. This is a very helpful book. It covers 400 years of American educational history. It's something that you will really want to have. When you wonder why your kids are acting strangely, this this will tell you, and it will also tell you what you can do to improve the situation. Vaughn, it's a great, great privilege to have you back on the program. Well, thank you, Brother Larry. It's uh, always an honor to be with you and your listeners and to share about America's godly heritage and uh, our godly government, the original government, the republic. And I think we will have a great time together today on this wonderful interview. Well, yes, uh, one of the pivotal factors in America's tragic decline is the destruction of our educational system by what? Leftists, socialists, communists, and everything else that is destructive to our great nation. And we're, we're seeing it right now. But Vaughn, as we start, what was America's first system of education? Yeah, that's an excellent question, Brother Larry. Uh, we need to go back to the godly pilgrims and Puritans who used the biblical educational system of Psalm 78 and Deuteronomy chapter 6. They called this biblical education system homeschooling, homeschooling. And uh, if we read Psalm 78, verse 4, we see the fathers and Deuteronomy uh, were commanded to declare unto their children three things in Psalm 78, 4. First, they was to declare to their children 
how to praise the Lord and be thankful was number one. Number two, how strong and powerful the Lord is. You need to look at his attributes and, and all that. And then third, the fathers were commanded to tell all the wondrous, miraculous stories, uh, starting with the six days of creation, Adam and Eve, Abraham, clear down to the New Testament with Joseph, Mary, and uh, Mary and the birth of the Messiah, Jesus Christ, and his death, burial, and resurrection, the gift of eternal life, clear down through to the second coming of Jesus. So that was America's first system of education, homeschooling. Well, Vaughn, that's, that's amazing. And we became a great country because of things like that. And of course, now we are in a serious situation of decline. It's really tragic. So what was the name of America's first school? Okay, the name of America's first school was Harvard. Uh, it was founded in 1636. The Reverend John Harvard, a godly Puritan, donated the property and his library for Harvard. And it's amazing, the official motto for Harvard was for Christ and the church. Hmm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Vaughn, you're, Vaughn, you're telling us things that it's really hard to believe, but I know it's a fact. And, wow, when you get young people, you teach them the Word of God, you teach them godliness and the fact that they are sinners whom uh, Jesus Christ died for, it changes everything. And, and uh, one of yes. the great tragedies of America is our educational system. So, Yes. Just like colleges and universities today, Harvard had certain requirements. What were those requirements? Very good. I'm going to read you from one of the documents from Harvard. Listen to this. Let every scholar be plainly instructed and earnestly pressed to consider well. The main end of his life and studies is to know God and Jesus Christ with his eternal life, John seventeen three. Wow. Therefore, to lay Christ in the bottom as the only foundation of all sound knowledge and learning, everyone shall so exercise himself in reading the scriptures twice a day that he shall be ready to give such an account of his proficiency therein. So, Brother Larry, it's evident Harvard's main purpose and requirement was for each student to know God, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Scriptures. Wow, that is, that is so beautiful, so wonderful. Well, what was the first compulsory school law in America? Interesting question, yes. I uh, hope your uh, listeners have a spiritual seatbelt on for this. <laughs> it was called the Old Deluder Satan Act. Yes, that's correct. The Old Deluder Satan's Act. It was drafted in 1647, and I'm going to read this law to you. Here it is. It being one chief project of that old deluder Satan to keep men from the knowledge of the Scripture as in former time. These early American settlers still remembered the times in England when they were persecuted and kept from the knowledge of the Scriptures. To make sure this would never, ever happen in America... They passed the Old Deluder Satan Act. Now, what's interesting, this act would be used in one form or another 
for over 316 years in our American schools until 1963. Sadly, this is when the Supreme Court handed down a ruling in the case of Abington versus Shemp that traditional Bible reading, reciting of the Lord's Prayer, and using the Bible as a school textbook were removed with a swipe of a pen. And let me share this with you yet, Brother Larry and your listeners. Why did the Supreme Court make this decision? Here's one of their answers. One of the so-called expert testimonies and witnesses stated, if portions of the New Testament were read without explanation, it could cause psychological harm <laughs> to the student or it could cause brain damage. Can you believe that, Brother Larry? Well, in other words, they were woke back then. <laughs> yes, back in 1963, they were already turning woke. <laughs> That that is so so tragic. Uh, just just to, yes. to hear you speak about that, and um, well, you know, during the War of Independence, there was a, sh a shortage of Bibles for the American schools. Now, how was that problem solved? Excellent. Well, we can go into the congressional records for this to document what I'm going to tell you. This is amazing. On September twelfth, seventeen eighty two, our first Continental Congress granted approval to print 10,000 copies of a neat edition of the Holy Scriptures for use in the schools. And I actually have a copy of both of those. They're in two volumes. That's correct. Congress had Bibles printed for our American school schools. The printing was contracted to Robert Aitken of Philadelphia, and this edition was known as the Bible of the Revolution. And these Bibles were then used in schools and by the people of the United States. Once again, we can see God's Word was at the center of our government and our educational system. Well, that's, that's so amazing. Of course, I'm not surprised, you know, when you, when you have the Word of God at the center of yes. our educational system, our laws, our people— there was virtually very little crime today. You know, you have to have an alarm system, you have yes. a dog, and you have cameras yes. and security things. Yes. You know, how many locks can we have on our doors? I mean, we need to, to realize what's going on. But you know what, Vaughn? Right. I believe that the proponents of the New World Order who want to destroy America, they're behind all of this. Yes. They love nothing better than to see our country go down, down, and down, and we have to surrender to the globalists. And one thing the globalist yes. doesn't want, no guns. You can't have any guns. Say, Vaughn, when all this was going on back in the 16th and 17th century, did they have any guns? <laughs> yes, they absolutely did, brother. They were loaded with guns. <laughs> oh. Isn't it interesting? You know, guns don't kill people. People kill That's people. Right. You can kill people with a knife, exactly. with an automobile, with a truck, with, with uh, lighter yes. fluid. What's wrong with us? Yes. Well, this is it. We've <laughs> departed from the Word of God. Blessed God, yes. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, He's given us the Word. He's been so good yes. to us. He's blessed our country. And now everybody's saying, well, we don't want God. God's old-fashioned. God doesn't help. I've yes. often said that if you learn and imbibe biblical principles, it affects every area of society, health, yes. agriculture, 
yes. business, of course, the church. The Bible mm-hmm. is, is like, like the burning bush. It keeps on burning. Yes, it keeps it on shining light. Mm. It's, it keeps on giving Amen. glory. And now we've cast it away. Shame on yes. us. We are ripe for judgment. Yes. We are ripe for yes. judgment. But fortunately, I see a lot of good people rising up and saying, now, hold on. <laughs> and, I, and I'm praying yes. for the, the rise of, uh, of the godly. Well, friends, Vaughn Schatzer is our guest. And we're offering his book, The History of American Education. And we have several other things that we're offering, The Blue Back Speller and The New England Primer, all combined into one volume. We also have Webster's 1828 American Dictionary of the English Language and Blackstone's Commentary on the Law, 1-800-652-1144. Now, friends, this will equip you will help you to, uh, to, to speak to school board, help you to speak to yes. teachers and, and principals yes. and supervisors and saying, look, what's going on here? Do you realize how great we were because we knew stuff like this? So I, I want to tell everybody, yes. this is the kind of material you need, 1-800-652-1144. Now, uh, let's get back to this interview Let's talk about George Washington. He had two very important educational philosophies. What were they, Vaughn? Yes, another excellent question. Well, the first one is really amazing. Uh, You can find this in the writings of George Washington. It was written into uh, his writings on May 12, 1779. Uh, The Delaware Indian chiefs had brought three of their youth to be educated in the American schools. And they met on the banks of the Delaware River right across from Philadelphia. And George Washington gave the following speech. Congress will open the arms of love to them, the Delaware Indians, and will look upon them as their own children and will have them educated accordingly. You do well to wish to learn our arts and ways of life. And above all, the religion of Jesus Christ. Let me restate that. George Washington, above all, the religion of Jesus Christ. These will make you a greater and happier people than you are. Congress will do everything they can to assist you in this wise intention. So, Brother Larry, George Washington made it crystal clear that above all, the American schools would teach the Indian youth the religion of Jesus Christ. That's so wonderful. And, you know, I think of all the the false teachings that are going on now about uh, yes. America's godly heritage, uh, trying to wipe it yes. out, and uh, all yes. the good people, uh, the good people that we think are good people, they think are bad people. They even don't like Abraham Correct. Lincoln and some of the mm. some of the black leaders in our early history. Yes. And one of the things you know, Vaughn, that I've n- noticed is that we have we've gone in the wrong direction, but our hearts have become very hard. Yes. We we want to we want to chip everybody. You know, there there's this yes. whole idea that um well, people are bad, we have to control them. Can you imagine what yes. would happen in America if what's going on in China now, where they have all of the oh, cameras, my. all of the chips, everybody's yes. watched, everybody's followed. Yes. It is absolutely shocking. But if that happens here, guess what? We're getting what we deserve. God has yes. warned us, God has taught us. God has given us his word. We have so many good churches. 
and we've turned our back on those things. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about revival a little bit. But I know we have another uh, question that uh, I really want to to ask you. Uh, Vaughn, we know the Bible was the most important school textbook in America. But there was another very important school textbook. What was the name of that textbook? Yes, another great question. uh, Again, it's Noah Webster and his blue-back feller. It was authored in 1783 and used as a national standard until 1930. That's almost one and a half centuries, and it sold a million copies a year for 100 years. That's 100 million copies, Brother Larry. (laughs) (laughs) Now, let me give you some of the information that uh, is in Noah Webster's blueback speller. It started with one-syllable words and put them in a sentence, and then it went up to seven syllables. Now, the first word I want to share with you is preach, and then there's a sentence. This is how the little boys and girls learn to read and write and spell. The preacher is to preach the gospel. The next one is loaf. The man who drinks rum will soon want a loaf of bread. Here's some words with two syllables, some spelling words. Create. God created the heavens and the earth in six days. Disgrace. The drunkard's face will publish his vice and his disgrace. And then consent. If sinners entice thee, consent thou not. Now I'm going to jump down to some really large spelling words that was used in Noah Webster's uh, blueback speller. Listen to these. Hopefully I can pronounce them all. Loquacious, sagacious, mucolaginous, <laughs> ledger domain, duodecimo, imperceptibility, perpendicularity, and incomprehensibility. What do you think, Brother Larry? First grade blueback speller test for one and a half centuries. It's absolutely amazing. In fact, I know some of the early catechism, they speak about yeah. the offices of Christ, prophet, priest, prophet, and king. The authority of the Bible, the new life, regeneration, they, they were not afraid of uh, the good King James theological terms like justification, <laughs> propitiation. And, you know, yes. we have those terms today at even a lot of seminaries. Well, propitiation, I never heard of that. What's right. that? The little kids knew about it. <laughs> so, well, Vaughn, you know, this is, is, is so amazing. And I know some homeschoolers. I know you do as well. Yes. I, I find a lot of moms and dads out there who are really, really concerned about our educational system and about our yes. own country. The fact that, for example, we have a president who pushes transgenderism and all the other weird mm. stuff, I think if we could bring some of these old-timey Americans alive, they would wonder, well, the devil's gotten hold of America. And I think that's exactly yes. right. The devil has gotten hold of America. Yes. So, you know, it, it's sad. Uh, some uh, seniors were asked in Texas that had just graduated what nation bordered Texas on the south, and none of them could even <laughs> name the name Mexico. None of them. Yep. And, and, you know, we could go on and on with questions like this, but, you know, the title of my book, From Harvard Scholars to Worker Bees of the New World Order, we're dubbing down our future generation 
They have no idea of the Bible and Christian education and Bible prophecy that the Lord is soon returning with all the prophecies and the signs that are being fulfilled, and we are ready to slide off the edge. And if you read Deuteronomy 28, when Israel went away from the Lord, you know how he chastened them? First, he used all kinds of weather conditions to try to get earthquakes and what have you. But finally, they allowed the heathen, someone from a foreign nation, to come and control them. And I'm concerned if God tarries, is that the next event for another foreign nation to take us over, Brother Larry? I hope not, but the handwriting's on the wall if we don't repent and have revival. Amen and amen to that. Well, friends, we are out of time for this show. Uh, Vaughn, we're looking forward to having you back for another show on this most important topic. And friends, be sure to tune in. Vaughn's going to be sharing with us uh, some other material that, that is just as shocking and just as wonderful as what we've been talking about. So let me remind you of the materials that we are offering our listeners. Lots of good stuff. Our toll-free number, 1-800-652-1144. We have more from Von Schatzer on the history of American education coming up on our next program. Today, we have a number of resources that will help you truly understand our education system in America. Von Schatzer's book, History of American Education, the DVD, The Truth Behind the Declaration of Independence, and Webster's Blueback Speller and New England Primer. All of these outstanding resources are available together at a special price. Call today and order this special education collection. Call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144, or visit our website, swrc.com. Pastor Larry is back, ready to answer a question that you may have heard asked on social media. Some online believe it is acceptable to execute people who practice a homosexual lifestyle. Pastor Larry, does the Bible teach that homosexuals should be executed? With the seeming acceptance of homosexuality and its rapid proliferation in many parts of the world, some professing Christians in America are claiming that the answer is to execute homosexuals, allegedly, because that's what the Bible teaches. The number of professing Christians in the United States who make this claim is growing every day. This American phenomenon has been credited with ultimately producing Uganda's harsh anti-gay laws. One of the first to investigate links between American conservatives and the African anti-gay movement was a Zambian clergyman by the name of Kipya Kaoma. He explained that homosexuality was illegal in Uganda under existing colonial laws, but, quote, Nobody was ever arrested or prosecuted based on those old laws. People turned a blind eye to it. Homosexuality was not a political issue, close quotes. Is there any substance to these charges? From my investigations, it seems that there is. There is a growing movement in America among some Christians to make the claim that, quote, the Bible teaches that homosexuals need to be executed, and that's supposedly the best way to deal with the issue. For example, Newsweek recently reported, quote, Pastor says solution to gay people is executions, it's in the Bible, close quotes. 
reports says Pastor Dylan Oz said that the solution to gay people is presented in the Bible. They should be lined up against the wall and shot in the back of the head. Close quotes. Pastor Oz ministers at the Steadfast Baptist Church in Hearst, Texas. In a recent Sunday sermon focusing on the so-called biblical solution to the problem of homosexuality, Pastor Oz suggested that those who disagreed with his sermon were not real Christians because the execution of gays is what God says, according to the pastor. For those who want to apply Old Testament penalties to sinners today, consider the implications of such a practice. Do you want to put adulterers to death? Do you want to put Sabbath breakers to death? And what about blasphemers? Surely they need to be stoned. The same is true for rebellious children, witches, sorcerers, and idol worshippers. Execution. The laws of the Old Testament are provisional and temporary. The revelations of the New Testament are permanent and final. In fact, Hebrews 8.13 clearly spells it out, quote, In that he saith a new covenant, he hath made the first old. Now that which decayeth and waxeth old is ready to vanish away, close quotes. We should not execute sinners on the basis of a law that decayeth and waxeth old, or in modern terms, is now obsolete. By now, the listener, of course, knows that I don't believe that practicing homosexuals should be executed, but please don't think that I am soft on homosexual sin or that I deny that homosexual practice is sinful behavior. I don't deny that. What I do deny is that behaviors considered capital offenses in the Old Testament should be considered capital offenses in today's world by those no longer living under the Mosaic Covenant. I do deny that. All scripture is given for us, but not all scripture is about us. Old Testament law was given to guide the principles and practices of the Old Covenant community. We must not ignore the big difference between a Jewish theocracy and the New Testament church. Today, Jesus is building his church. This group is no longer defined by political and ethnic unity and obedience to the laws of a Jewish theocracy. On the contrary, the church is a worldwide gathering of people from all nations, all ethnicities, scattered among all different political and national systems and not identified with any one of them, unified only by their spiritual connections to the head, the Lord Jesus Christ. As long as Christians keep claiming the Bible teaches that we must execute homosexuals, we will consistently misrepresent the Word of God increase opposition to the outreach of the church, and be the architects of our own misery. The natural man is innately hostile to the message of salvation. Why feed that hostility by claiming that the Bible says when it really does not? Today we have an excellent collection of resources that will help you truly understand our education system in America. Von Schatzer's book, History of American Education, the DVD, The Truth Behind the Declaration of Independence, and Webster's Blueback Speller and New England Primer. All of these outstanding resources are available together at a very special price. Call today and order this special education collection. Call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or visit our website, swrc.com. Tomorrow, 
we continue our look at the history of American education with Von Schatzer. Be sure to tune in on your favorite radio station or by downloading our SWRC mobile app, or you can subscribe to our daily Watchman on the Wall podcast. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com.